The Guardian. Hello and welcome to Guardian Australia's Adelaide Festival podcast. I'm Vicky Frost, Culture Editor of Guardian Australia, and today we're taking you deep into the heart of Rome Adelaide. You're listening to the unique sounds of Hangai, who blend traditional strings, flutes and fiddles from Mongolia with hard rock to bring you this. Hangai have been a festival favourite this year. For more on them, visit the website where you'll find Alfred Hickling's review. And stay tuned, because later in the show, you'll be hearing from another of the stars of Rome Adelaide. Speech from Arrested Development will be telling us all about shucking corn, recording music on the fly, and the new songs that Arrested Development will be playing for the first time at Rome Adelaide. I'm joined now by Guardian Australia's Alex Needham. Hello, Alex. Hello. Uh, This is a show full of musical pioneers, I think, actually. There's speech, and then we're going to be talking about the grandfather of electronic music, Morton Subotnik. I'm really looking forward to hearing how you found Morton Subotnik's performance during Unsound. But first, we should just explain what Unsound Adelaide is. It was was new last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I came last year, and I saw um, One Night of Unsound. Basically... It's a festival within a festival. Um, it's uh, a load of electronic musicians um, get together in the Queen's Theatre in Adelaide, which is basically like a big tin shed, and um, make a real racket, basically. And we should say that if you're a woman and you're going to Unsound, we'd love to hear from you, because there seems to be a bit of a shortage of them, don't there? <laughs> <laughs> there are. It's, it's, it's a rare um, event where there's a queue for the gents and not the ladies. <laughs> and unsound is it. Yeah, unsound is it, yeah. Look forward to hearing more about that. But now it's time for a tour through Rome Adelaide. Belinda Lopez, who is producing our podcast for us here in Adelaide, has been listening for the best of the festival. Hi there, my name's Fairy Jill, and what we're creating here is an amazing play space for all the children to come and learn and have a go on all the different circus toys that I have on offer in my store. Do you know how to hula hoop? Yes. Can you show me? Try, try and move your hips, but like not move your feet. Oh god! Oh no! It's not. It's not going well. It's falling. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. What's been your favourite part of the festival? The atmosphere and what everyone wears: dreadlocks and lots of. Um, they have lots of colours. And this one girl had a really cool thing on her head, and it was massive. It was like a snake. Hello. Can I ask what's been your favourite part of the festival? Jamaican music. That's the a bit. food. The food. The food. No, I think Jamaican. Jamaican music. music. Jamaican yeah, Jamaican music. music and also um, internet cafe. Yeah, yep. and free Wi-Fi. Yeah, and photo booth. And the photo booth. Photo yeah, booth. just everything's best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no Jamaican music for me. Jamaican music. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Oh, what have we seen? I think uh, Nico Case probably last night was was amazing. Yeah, she's an incredible voice. She drip, her voice drips like honey. <laughs> oh, you, you worked that out. <laughs> Did you read a review? <laughs> Belinda Lopez recording there. And speaking of reviews, Alex, tell us a bit about Unsound last night. Now, I know you went off to dance to Nurse With Wound for most of the night, which uh, sounds fabulous. Oh, it's kind of more sitting and perhaps swaying a bit to uh, Nurse With Wound. Swaying to <laughs> Nurse With Wound. <laughs> I always, I, I'd always kind of thought they were um, like an industrial band because they had this song called Brain by Falling Masonry, but they were a bit more diverse than just kind of banging and crashing. It kind of started off 
um, with some ominous droning sounds. And they actually finished with um, a guitar, a song called Rock and Roll Station that had proper singing and quite hot licks, you might say. Um, but, but yeah, it had been pretty much all electronic up to then. And I, and I was quite excited to see Cut Hands as well, which is um, the latest project of this guy, William Bennett, who a couple of my mates used to have a real dubious fixation with his old band White House, kind of one of the most offensive bands there's ever been, probably. And um, this was his new project, which is very kind of influenced by uh, voodoo rhythms. And it was, it, was, it was very good and did have quite a hypnotic um, aspect to it. And I believe Morton Spotnik was also on that lineup. Um, he's quite remarkable. He's now 81 years old and, now, and still performing for international crowds. So we spoke to Morton before his show and he shared the method behind his pioneering music. I first started with um, electronics back in 1958, I guess it was 57. I got a lot of people thought that they were seeing men from Mars or something, I don't know. And uh, other people, you know, really, really liked it. And it, But it was a, it was made a major controversy, a major hit. Um, got to it by making music for, I was writing music and also playing with the San Francisco Symphony at the time. And um, I knew that there was going to, something was going to happen with the new electronics. I was really after trying to take my musicality and my background and offer it to the technology that was developing so that in the future, the t technology that developed would have some musical quality to it. Otherwise, we'd end up with you know machines that made math or something instead of that made music. That's what I thought anyway. So I was really happy that, that I, could, I could help that. No, I don't listen to much in the way of electronic music. Uh, in fact, I'm, I work about 12 to 14 hours a day still. At this point, especially at my age at this point, I, you know, I know that there's an end at some point and I would like to get everything done. Maybe when I'm about 95, I'm still going. I'll, I'll take off and just listen to music and so forth. I'm not going to be influenced by anything because I've, I've been going on a trajectory of what I wanted to accomplish since 1961. And when I finish that, maybe I'll have time to sit around and listen. Uh, you can see a video of Morton discussing this on the website, theguardian.com slash au. And so, Alex, what did you make of him? I thought he was really good. Um, it sort of started with some kind of rattling sounds it was this it was his album silver apples of the moon which he was playing from beginning to end um but yeah unlike everybody else he didn't have a film across the back he wasn't scowling into a laptop he was peering over his uh, synthesizer which is like a big wooden box with a load of wires sticking out of it and he'd, uh, he'd move the wires around it it makes some very beautiful sounds sort of quite kind of calming peaceful um otherworldly um, and yeah, def definitely the germs in there of an awful lot of records that are very, are very familiar today. You know, he was influential on the whole kind of kraut rock movement, and obviously people who came out of that like Kraftwerk, and um, you know, and, and later on the the kind of people in the late eight, late seventies and early eighties who were experimenting with with synthesizers. It was great. What? 
You're listening to Guardian Australia's Adelaide Festival podcast. From Wamalai! <laughs> so from one pioneer to another, here's the founding member and the leading man of Arrested Development speech, talking with Guardian Australia's Alfred Hickling. Um, speech, I think this is the first time you've performed at WOMAD Adelaide, but it's certainly not your first time in Australia. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've done WOMAD since the 90s. You know, there was um, a tour throughout the United States in 94 that we did. Peter Gabriel was on this tour as well. And, and then uh, we did WOMAD in the UK um, recently. I don't know how long ago, but <laughs> it's probably less than a year ago. And then, and then now we're doing this. And you were very much at the forefront of putting hip hop as in the context of a world music. Well, very much. I'm, I love, I love music from around the world. I love expression. I love for people to be able to celebrate where they come from and what you know what their culture is about. And WOMAD is that that basic celebration. It's what we're about as a group. Yeah, I was interested that on your most recent album, you've got a track called Raga in Kulangata. Yeah. Um, tell me a bit about what that's about and how that came about. Well, it's funny because we was on tour um, throughout the Middle East and uh, parts of Asia and, and so on and so forth. And we um, brought a laptop and, and basically started creating some stuff on the laptop. And through that, we created this song while we were in a, a small city, Kulangata, and um, it was this Raga song that uh, we did. And we just named it Raga and Kulangata because of the fact of where we were and the type of style that we used. and. Um, yeah, it was very cool. We dedicated to Ravi Shankar and very, very different type of track for us. And just using the style of music that we use on that yeah. particular song was pretty unique for us. Yeah. But the idea of um, an R&B hip hop band from Atlanta, Georgia, recording a tribute to Ravi Shankar on the sitar whilst in Kulangata. Exactly. Um, was pretty much a definition of world music right there. I, perf- I never thought of it that way, but that's true. <laughs> it is the perfect definition of world music. And pretty much the whole album was recorded that way, wasn't it? Kind of on, on a laptop, practically on the beach? Literally. What we did is, um, in fact, um, me as a producer, I didn't even um, bring a sample or anything. I just pulled in records from my iTunes into a Pro Tools session and started chopping things up and just, you know, basically creating, um, let, letting the little bits and pieces from various songs create where or create the direction of where the song would end up going and not knowing where that song would end up going ahead of time yeah. just allowing the bits and pieces and mixing them together and and arranging them in different ways to determine um what the song would be called which is yeah. hence raga and kolangata yeah. yeah. but also which direction the songs would go and lyrics would go and everything you know yeah. and not, not only was that album recorded on on the fly on 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 a on a laptop but you you then decided the way to distribute it was to give it away free on your website yeah we um you know, we've been doing this for 20 years as a group, and we've been thinking of ways as a group, how do we give back to the fans? How do we, you know, let them know how much we appreciate their support? A lot of our peers are out of the game. I call it the game. I really don't think hip-hop is a game, but, you know, we've, we've been in this for quite a while, and a lot of them are, have, uh, peers have left the game. And so we was like, how do we thank our fans? And we thought the best way to do it was to give away this music for yeah. free. Uh, here at World Madeleine, you don't just get to rap, you get to cook. I know, exactly. Lots of artists in, in the programme are all um, actually cooking their favourite meals for the public. The public are going to join in and, and eat them. And so what, what are you going to cook? Well, we decided to do um, 
a lasagna. It's like a veggie lasagna. And it's funny because I grew up around, um, you know, a corn festival or stand, I should say, that my dad owned when I was eight years old or so. And, and uh, now I run it with my wife. It's really cool, but I decided not to do that. It was too simple. And we were just going to roast some corn and, and add some seasonings. And they just felt like it should be more complex. So we did the lasagna. That's extraordinary. So if, if the hip hop thing, if you ever do get out of the game, you could always go back to the corn stand. It's, it's funny. I mean, we do it now. Like every summer um, from June, like 27th or so to July 10th or so, we, we actually uh, run a corn stand. And we sell roasted corn to fans, to music fans. And I'm not performing at all. I'm just literally at the cash register selling corn and but have you shucking ever, corn. Have you ever done a, a public food demonstration? Never. This is my first time. Okay. Ever. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably going to seem that way. <laughs> <laughs> what do you play in, in the main set? You're taking things from Standing at the Crossroads, which is the most current album. Actually, yeah. This, this is it's pretty interesting what we're doing this tour because... We've been rehearsing a lot. We've been rehearsing for like a two-hour show. And most of our shows are an hour to an hour and a half as far as length. And I really think that we're going to try to crowd as much stuff in as possible because we want to we do classics. And, um, but we have a lot of new music that we really want, really want to showcase. And, you know, this, we have an album coming out um, within a month called Splash. And... Um, we love the record. We really are proud of it. And so we're going to do some of that, too. Right. So we're getting exclusives here. We're hearing... We're hearing Without a doubt, it'd be excellent. the first time. Some of these songs literally would be the first time the public has ever heard them. Oh, well, there you go. You heard it here first. Yeah. Fantastic. I, and I love to do that in Australia. That, yeah. that was, that's our pleasure to be able to showcase it first here. Yeah. Some of it we showcased in Tokyo uh, late last year. Tokyo and Osaka, Japan. But um, much of this will be the very first time ever playing it right here in um, Adelaide and, and first time ever hearing it outside of our studio. Um, WOMAD in general, but WOMAD Adelaide in particular is possibly the greenest, most carbon neutral festival that's, that's ever been conceived. I, I think they return something like four tons of waste from the toilets, go to fertilize the botanical garden once, once the, um, right. the event is finished. And um, green concerns have been a big part of your, your, your music in recent years. The song Greener, for instance, about. Yeah, we did a song called Greener on, on our strong album. And I didn't know that fact about the Womad Adelaide, but I'm always excited because to me it's such a um, it's such a business decision and such an activism type of thing when someone as big as these festivals that put this on makes a conscientious decision to to try to be as green as possible and to to me it's setting like a roadmap for other people to imitate. You know, um, I think it's pretty amazing. I mean, usually festival toilets are the places to avoid, but here, if you make a deposit in the festival <laughs> right, exactly. toilet, you're making a <laughs> yeah, you're genuine making a contribution yeah. to the planet. Well, what I like about it is, it, again, it, it, it lets people know that it can be done, mm -hmm. and you know, it gives people new ways to think about what they're doing. And then, to me, when we get these types of things in a lifestyle application and just like a practical application, it makes it more realistic for us to change a lot of things that make a, a big difference for all of us in the future and our kids. Um, it's a speech, I know you've got to go get your kind of cook's hat ready. And, yeah, you know, exactly. You, you, you've got to cook now um, for a lot of people. So yeah. um, better let you go. Thanks so much for talking to us and for Guardian Australia. It really was, was my pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you. That 
that was Arrested Development Speech talking to Alfred Hickling. You're listening to Guardian Australia's Adelaide Festival podcast with me, Vicky Frost. So, Alex, last night I went to see comedy, actually. I think you had a bit of a more highbrow night than I did. I went to see uh, Will Anderson's new show, uh, Illuminati at Fringe, at Vagabond, sold out. Uh, actually, to be honest, getting everyone into the tent was almost more interesting than the show itself. It's really fascinating. They kind of herd you into bits. They won't let you into things. They make you scooch up. Um, so they squashed 500 people into this tent. Uh, to see Will Anderson, who... And I've never seen a crowd more warm towards a comedian in my life. I mean, I know he's well-loved, but it it was kind of crazy. It was like people were sort of greeting him like an old friend rather than someone they'd paid their money to go and see. Um, I think the show was actually quite decent. I laughed quite a lot. There's some, like, really nice gags in it and a couple of really nice little riffs that are slightly uncomfortable. Uh, One of them about his sex life, which is... um, it's sort of hilarious, but also slightly pitying, which is awful. That's not really where you want to be. But he plays that very well, and I think he really plays that awkwardness very well. Um, and then there's a couple of moments where he's kind of, you know, he kind of calls the government out on climate change and um, on salaries for teachers and nurses and so on. But to be honest, I'd have liked it to have a bit more of that edge. Lots of it was quite cosy. And then you just sort of had moments where he bared his teeth, and I kind of wanted more of those. Really. Sounds like that's not all he bared. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it wasn't really like that, to be honest, poor man. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Thank you. And here's the latest from the Adelaide Fringe. The Adelaide Fringe. The Fringe. Oh, the Adelaide Fringe. The Adelaide Fringe. The Fringe with Jane Howard. Last night I started the night by going out to Holden Street Theatre, which is in Hindmarsh, one suburb out of the city. The first show I saw was called Bitch Boxer and it's by a UK company called Snuffbox Theatre. It's by a young playwright called Charlotte Josephine and it's a play about a young woman training to be a boxer in the Olympics and while she's in training her dad dies. So she's fighting for her place in the Olympics but also fighting to define her place in a world where the world she once knew doesn't exist. It's really simple theatre. There's very little in terms of sets and props. It's about the text and it's about the actor and there's a really beautiful pairing here of Josephine's script and Holly Augustine's performance which goes from these amazingly huge levels of energy to these tiny, tiny moments moments where it's just a flicker in her eye or a half a smile. Uh, I really enjoyed the piece and it I found it quite moving. The second show that I saw at Holden Street I did not have the same response to called A Simple Space. It's based on a 1977 film by the same name set in Italy in 1938 and it just felt dated by every one of the years in between 1977 and now. It explores fascism and homosexuality and the place of women in this society, but it just felt like it was still doing it from a perspective in the 70s, and we've moved on since then. I was a bit frustrated by the fact that this was on stage. I feel films are important because they are really of the place that they're made and of the time that they're made, but theatre is simultaneously the time that it was written and the time that it's being presented. And so to present a 1977 text, you really need to be aware of the fact that the world has changed. And I didn't feel like this play did that at all. 
Uh, leaving Holden Street, I came back into the city to Tuxedo Cat, which is one of the best venues for just silly independent theatre and clowning and comedy. They find these disused spaces and put theatres in there, which is seats and a tiny little black stage. So I saw Kraken, which is from a New Zealand clown, Trigvi Wickenshaw, who is better known as Squid Boy. He ended the show by saying this is a work in development. He's still figuring out the show. So come back and see where it ends up. And I spent the whole time thinking he was just completely making it up on the spot. I don't know what the show is about. I can't see any relationship to the word Kraken. And I loved it. I laughed the whole time. He At one point he stabbed me in the forehead and then said, ow! and kissed it better and did this for pretty much every person in the audience. Oh, this is all mine, by the way. He didn't actually stab me. Then he cut open himself, tore his intestines out, fried up his sausages and fed it to the audience. It, it was absolutely ridiculous and I didn't stop laughing the whole 45 minutes. Bitch Boxer and A Simple Space both play at Holden Street until the 16th of March and Kraken plays at Tuxedo Cat until the 15th. Guardian Australia's Jane Howard. That's it for the podcast today. Tomorrow, the team will be back at Worm Adelaide. Hope to catch you there. Or, of course, you can follow the festival through our pictures, text, video and audio at theguardian.com slash au. I'm Vicky Frost and I'll see you tomorrow.